The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra, workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. On his way to the end zone. I tell you what, that was a spectacular play. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. What a play! Off to the races! Some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, Heath, and Ben. Week 13, Sunday's just about in the books. We got Sunday Night Football going on right now. We're going to talk about the other 11 games. Adam Azer and Dave Richard here. No Heath Cummings, unfortunately, but we are armed with his believe it or nots and his winners and his losers. What's up, Dave? How are we doing? Doing all right, Adam. Hoping to uh, pull out a couple more wins in my fantasy leagues. It'll come down to Monday night and Tuesday night. Hopefully, they're going to be good after that. All right. Yep. Should be, should be fun. Uh, we had some great finishes. Jets, Raiders. Oh Jordy Nelson was a guest on Twitch today for the Home Team Watch Party presented by Lowe's. And he said, I'm actually scratching my head right now, but not in a way that like it was a legit scratch. But he was kind of scratching his head like, why are you playing man coverage for a Hail Mary? And it's a great question. Oh, my gosh. And uh, they got burned. They, they called a, a blitz, like a zero blitz. Left a rookie cornerback on an island. Yep. And yep. Lamar Jackson is the rookie Lamar cornerback. Lamar Jackson. Name. Yes, not a good year Lamar for Lamar Jackson yeah. gave up a touchdown to Henry Ruggs. So that was awesome. Uh, Colts, Texans. Watson fumbles on second and goal from the two. It was wild finish and Jacksonville, Minnesota goes to overtime. And then it was kind of a downer. It was kind of a wah, wah, uh, afternoon slate, huh? So much for Justin Herbert taking on Bill Belichick's defense yeah. and, you know, coming up with, uh, you know, something good. Wow. What a nightmare. What yeah. a nightmare. There, there were some nightmare performances from quarterbacks this week. That right. Just, it's going to sink people in their leagues. And a couple of them, you kind of felt like, you could kind of tell that it probably wasn't going to be an amazing week for Deshaun Watson and that it wasn't going to be um, an amazing week for a couple other guys. And then there there were other quarterbacks that were available to people from Baker Mayfield to Derek Carr to whoever that ended up having a monster game. Stafford. Stafford's a great one. Perfect Mm -hmm. example. Stafford was somebody who just was not really on the radar. Going up against Chicago, people did not think he was going to have a good game. What does he do? 400 yards and three touchdowns. And Plus a rushing touchdown, right? Four total? Is that uh, right? Or is that wrong? He had, Did he have a rushing touchdown? No, I don't think so. No? He had my bad. 402 three yards. Yeah, he was, he's QB4. Goff had the rushing touchdown. Yep. Yes. He's QB4 right now. I mean, QB's going into Sunday night football. Derek Carr, Baker Mayfield, Tannehill, Stafford, 
Aaron Rodgers. You know, with all these stud quarterbacks faltering, Aaron Rodgers is not, and he is turning out to be. You know, the he's. He might finish his... Uh, Mahomes will be ahead of him. But I wonder if Rodgers has a chance to finish his QB2. Let's take a look at the standings. Probably. Um, Cousins, Taysom Hill, Jared Goff, Cam Newton, Phillip Rivers, Sam Darnold, and then Kyler Murray. Those are the quarterbacks who scored 21 or more fantasy points this week. And you know what? Like, maybe you, maybe you had one of the, the ones who didn't, but maybe you faced one of the ones who didn't because what we're going to see is that the best quarterbacks were not started in a ton of leagues this week, and maybe that's a bit of an equalizer. But, Dave, I want to talk about the disappointing ones that uh, had been so great all year after I tell you about our Facebook group. Join our Facebook group, ladies and gentlemen. It's a lot of fun. Um, get your starter questions answered by other fantasy footballers out there and uh, just our community of fantasy football players I think everybody's kind of, you know, getting along in there, making internet friends. It's good stuff. Good, clean fun. Fantasy Football Today is the name of the Facebook group, and the link is in the episode description if you can't just go to Facebook and type in Fantasy Football Today, but you probably can. Would it be awkward if you went into our Fantasy Football Today Facebook page and found other people in your league there answering <laughs> questions and helping <laughs> other people out? Because I think the, the, the fun of it is you're helping people rationalize their fantasy decisions. It's what we do all the time. And you can do it for 15 minutes or, you know, an hour a night. However much you really want to be into helping people and spitballing ideas with fantasy. And then just imagine like you're doing it and then you run into your week 14 opponent, your first round matchup in in the room. That would be pretty... Fun, maybe? Yeah, I, don't know. I think so. Chris Towers answered a question on Twitch today from a league mate. <laughs> that was cool. I uh, I am friends with a guy who's in a dynasty league, and somebody in his dynasty league emails me, unbeknownst to, the, to knowing that I'm friends with somebody else in his league. <laughs> but it's... I, I may have mentioned to the friend, hey, do you know this guy? He sounds like he's in a dynasty league and he's talking about a trade offer that you just told me about. <laughs> but from the other perspective, awkward. one of those small world Awkward, things. yeah. It was awkward, but I mean, I'm going to be loyal to my friend and not this stranger. Good for you. Just, you know, spamming my inbox. You're a good friend. And uh, other than our Facebook group, watch us on YouTube, youtube.com slash fantasy football today. Dave, disappointing quarterbacks. I guess I will throw... Uh, Deshaun Watson in there as well. But Kyler Murray, he's the best of this group. Kyler, Wilson, uh, Herbert, Watson. Herbert, horrible. Four fantasy points in a 45 nothing loss to the Patriots. Massive ass-kicking. <laughs> Kyler got lucky. I mean, he, he threw for 173 yards. He rushed for 15 yards. He scored three, he threw three touchdowns. One of them was to a wide-open Dan Arnold. One of them was like a... A, a heave. I mean, it was like, I don't know. It was a stupid touchdown to Dan Arnold again late in the game. But he mm-hmm. scores 21 fantasy points and he's lucky to get him. Russell Wilson, 16 fantasy points. Um, and Watson was around 18. So, you know, what do you think about these guys? They've been, they've been among the best. They've been league winners until now. And do you trust them going forward? I think it's going to be harder to trust Watson knowing that Will Fuller isn't there. And we'll, we're going to get to Kiki QT, and, and QT did some really great stuff. But Brandon Cooks didn't. Jordan Akins didn't. And uh, it's, it's going to be hard to expect Deshaun Watson to come through for top five finishes unless he's you know taken on the Jaguars or something like that. Just super easy matchup. 
And he's Wilson's not. A, at the Bears and at the Colts next two weeks. Those are not the Jaguars. Not. not so good. At least with Russell Wilson, two things are in play with him. One, you know that he's got great receivers, so he doesn't have the problem that Deshaun Watson has. And two, after losing to the Giants at home in embarrassing fashion, Pete Carroll can't just say, all right, well, you know, we already got away from Russell Wilson once. They, they, this was vintage 2019 and prior Seattle Seahawks football where they just they they couldn't lean on Russell Wilson as much as I think they should. And he threw 43 passes in the game and they they just need to let him play. But, they, but it was live and die with him. It wasn't the way you it was the comeback effort. You know, well, it wasn't that's the why he had 43 passes. Right. right. But what you're saying, it wasn't like, hey, let's come right. out. Like how many it. did he have at halftime? We could look it up if you really wanted to. Ben, but it doesn't ben sound do like it. he had. Shraggy B will do it. He's, he's the man like that. I, I don't know if he had a ton. No, but what my, you're saying my, my is go out is, and establish the pass, is, not not do it from a come from behind effort. Right. My yeah. thought is that that's what they should do. So maybe Pete Carroll will realize this and say, okay, the run game is going to be a fundamental part of our offense, but it's not going to be the centerpiece. Russell Wilson will be the centerpiece. And let's be so fair. So that's what lets me have some hope for Russell Wilson. It, it's possible that the Giants are actually good. And no, oh, I agree. I defensively. Think it's very possible. And guess who Kyler Murray is playing next week? He's at the Giants. And um, so so the, Russell Wilson does get the Jets next week, and they're horrible. That should help. Uh, oh, Kyler, yeah. So Kyler Murray and Deshaun, and Justin Herbert with the other two. As far as Watson goes, though, Dave, I did want to say, I mean, I don't think he played poorly here. He completed 26 of 38, 341 yards. He had a rushing touchdown. They were down at the two-yard line, and he fumbled late in the game. But if he scores there... You get the two points back for the fumble. You get six more. You got a 26-point game here. And you had three player. You had 200-yard receivers. Neither of them was Brandon Cooks. So I wish the schedule were a little better, but I feel like the numbers are pretty good. You just didn't get a passing touchdown. Look, I, I, I feel like you'd have to have really good alternatives at quarterback to sit Deshaun Watson anyway, mm-hmm. even against Chicago and Indianapolis in consecutive road games. It could be that one of them are not going to be very good for him. And then the other one will be a little bit better, but if you can make it with him to week 16, he's got Cincinnati at home. I would imagine that if his receiving core is still healthy. It would be fine. So looking at these four, who are you most likely to sit? You got Kyler Murray at the uh, at the giants. You got Justin Herbert against the Falcons at home. You got Chicago facing Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson gets the jets. Who's most likely to sit next week? It's probably Herbert. Kyler's a very close second. It would be one of those two for sure. Okay. Russell Wilson, by the way, had 20 pass attempts at halftime, so that is a pretty good I think number. it would be Kyler. Just, I, I, how can you sit Herbert against the Falcons? Yeah, and the Giants, I mean, the Giants, really? I think going into the game, they were giving up, like, the fourth fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks, but nobody took it seriously, even me, because they had placed such an easy schedule, and this was really, really Impressive win, road win by the first place Giants. Oh, look at you. I'm being serious. So now you're believing that they're going to make the playoffs. Yes, I do think they're going to win the division. Is that is that unfair? I mean, you're just setting yourself up for heartbreak either way. Okay, but you? who do you think is going to win the division? I think Washington's got the better defense. What? Did you? What? Did you see the? What? Washington, first of all, aren't they second in the league in sacks? The Giants, uh, the uh, Washington maybe. football team. They have a better pass rush, but not their pass much rush better. is amazing. That's what makes their secondary play competitively. Okay, all right. Listen, I think there's other elements of the Giants that the Giants' offense is better. 
Offensive line is better. They've beaten, the, they've beaten Washington twice, so I think they're better. 20 pass attempts for Russell Wilson in the first just half. I told you that. Uh, all right, here's Believe It or Not. Let's do Believe It or Not. Kareem Hunt is a flex at best in week 14. Week 14, he is facing Baltimore. He is a flex at best. You know what? That's weak sauce, Heath. I'm going to change it. Kareem Hunt is a flex at best rest of season. Because after Baltimore, he's got the Giants. Well, just, just in general. I mean, the role, the lack of catches. He was on the field early in the game. I remember this part, at least, that when when they were going in for their first score, he was on the field. So I, I don't know what the red zone and inside the 10 breakdown is for snaps between him and Nick Chubb. That's something I'll look at later. But it's pretty clear that Chubb is the better running back to go with and the one that they prefer in Cleveland. And Kareem Hunt seems to be a lot more of a touchdown-dependent guy. So I, I'm the problem I'll have with saying that he's a flex at best is, can I name 24 other running backs that I would rather start reliably every single week over Kareem Hunt? I can probably get it to close to like 19. Not sure if I can get it to 24, so not sure if I can believe it. So and this he, is where Heath would be like, I believe it. <laughs> so he had in the fourth quarter, I'm just looking at the game log now, something like eight carries, and he had 14 for the game. And the fourth quarter, I mean, the final score was close. It was a six-point game, but it was really a blowout for much of the game, and then mm-hmm. they were kind of just, just running the clock out uh, in a very impressive win. So he didn't have a ton of work, but I will say... They had first and goal from the one. He was in. He got the early in the game, first quarter. First and goal from the one. Yeah, Hunt, Hunt right. Was in. I just went over this. Right, right, got stuff. But then later, I think in the second quarter, they had first or second and goal, and both running backs were in, and Mayfield threw a touchdown. He went. I think he went play action, but both guys were in. So he will get in at the goal line at times, uh, but you, you know he's just not catching the ball much, and the 14 carries are a little deceiving because so many of them came late nursing the lead. Right, they were just trying to wind down the clock, and and it led to Hunt having a poor average too. Right. So there's a lot to take away from that that makes you not confident in Cream Hunt being a valuable fantasy asset. All right, believe it or not, Kiki QT is the top priority on the waiver wire. One of them. I'm not sure if I can even name a couple of other ones. That maybe Cam Akers probably isn't out there anymore. And even if he was, his rushing average wasn't very good in the game. Seventy-four percent, and he, com- yeah, like you, you'd rather have Cam Akers than Kiki Cutie, wouldn't you? Probably, but if I if I needed a receiver, I, I you can't help but buy into what's happening with him. Nine targets, he catches eight of them, and these were not all short area balls. Uh, he's he's getting open on deep over routes. His first catch of the game, he just he he kicked the butt of the Colts zone defense. Like he was a zone coverage beater. And what that usually entails is somebody who's crossing the field. So it takes him a little bit longer to get into the route, but then he's open and he was savvy enough to find open space on a couple of the throws that he got from Deshaun Watson should have had a touchdown in the game. There's, there's, there's like a 19 yard pass play, something like this, where he does a double move. He gets inside leverage on his guy. And if Watson had thrown it maybe a half second sooner, it's a touchdown at the goalpost. And because Watson was slow with it, the defensive back broke up the play. Mm-hmm. And he just, he, it's not like he's, he's fast, but he's not the fastest guy on the field. That's Will Fuller. He's small. Well, not like anymore. It's not Will Fuller. <laughs> right. Right. So maybe now it's him. And I was very, very impressed. And I'm very, very encouraged 
by what I saw with QT. And the schedule is going to be very, very tough, but the Bears just gave up a very, very large amount of yards to the to the pass catchers of Detroit. I told you, man, and, the Bears, yeah. like, the, they could be co- totally, I wouldn't say frauds, but it might not be that tough of a matchup because they've just, there's only been one team where they've shut down good wide receivers, and that was the Rams. Every, every other week they missed You're the right great wide that. receivers. Yeah. And, and earlier this year we were calling their offense frauds, but their defense good. And it was a flip of that today. Their offense was pretty good until the end when Trubisky fumbled the game right. away. Dave, I, but, I, I do think the Bears have a good defense. I don't want to make it sound like they're, they're I think bad, QT, but I just think, I think QT it's can, not unbeatable. I, I think if we're going to pencil them in for a a 12-point PPR floor, I think he can get you there. All right, so Shraggy B is going to give us some other waiver wire names, and you tell us if you like QT better than them. Okay. T.Y. Hilton. Ah, man, I'm going to have trust issues with T.Y. I know the last two weeks have been good. Th- this was an amazing game. It came against Houston. QT or T.Y.? QT. Ty Johnson. Let's say you just need a flex. T.Y. Johnson. (laughs) (laughs) Do we know if Frank Gore is going to miss time? He's missing time. Let's say he's missing time. And the Jets in week They have a brutal matchup. They have Seattle. Yeah. Pretty bad. I can't trust. What happened the last time we trusted T.Y. Johnson? Better. Bad for everyone except for Gallman. Give me QT. All right. QT. Who else? Baker? Shard Higgins as a stash. He has a bad matchup this week, but two good matchups he, to close out the fantasy playoffs. I'd rather have QT on my roster than Higgins, but they're both going to be guys that I will put on my waiver list. Baker Mayfield and Kirk Cousins, either one. It depends on if I need a quarterback. Cousins, I'd have Baker. Cousins is 92% owned, though. Roster right, sorry, right. So yeah, Mayfield's only 47%, and he gets Baltimore this week. Yeah. QT. I think he's the number one waiver wire priority, Dave. I think he, I, well, hey now. well, we'll see what happens with running backs and with injuries and whatnot, but I, I'm not going to go running after Ty Johnson on the Jets compared, comparatively to, like, I was mildly interested in Frank Gore. Love the matchup for Gore. Love what I saw from Gore. He just got concussed early on. Hey, Dave. Started Frank Gore in three leagues. Oh, man. I started him in some DFS lineups. Season over. Hey, I finished. 13,000th in the Sunday Millionaire. Not bad. That's not bad. Like you're inside the top 10%, I think, at least. Maybe less than that. But uh, 35 bucks. Hey, that's pretty good. Uh, Come on. I'll take 30, but give it to me. Donate it. We'll donate it somewhere. I'll send it to you. All right. So now you're just going to donate my money. Okay. All right. Come on. uh, Believe it or not. Cam Akers is a starter for the fantasy playoffs. New England, the Jets, Seahawks. Akers had 21 carries, 72 yards, and a touchdown, plus one catch for 22 yards. Daryl Henderson did leave the game, but he came back and he had 38 he yard came touchdown. Back and he ran for a 38 yard yeah. touchdown. But I mean, Akers, Akers just took over today. So he's believe it or not, he's a starter for the fantasy playoffs. He is someone who I am going to have to think about putting ahead of Kareem Hunt on that list of. 19 to 24 running backs that I'd rather have. But it, it seems, I, I don't know how much of this workload that he had in week 13 is because of Henderson getting hurt. Like how much time did Henderson end up missing? Did he miss a half or was it like one series? No, I think it was more than one series, but I'm not sure. So that's something we would get to know, but obviously people will see acres, 21 carries and uh, and a 22 yard catch and the nine yard touchdown run. Gave that physical element again. He's starting to look more and more 
like the kid that we saw at Florida State. Sounds like a so, believe it. I, I'm, I think I'm going to end up believing it. It's just a matter of, do I believe it to the point where he can keep this touchdown streak going? Okay. Started Frank Gore over Cam Akers. Okay, moving on. Yeah, but I would have done the same thing. Thank you. I think Ty, Ty Johnson's game kind of justifies the decision. It's just, How about Jamison Crowder's game? I, because oh! if, if Frank Gore did not get hurt, he's probably scoring from short yardage instead of Jameson Crowder. Maybe, but what I like this was so predictable for Jameson Crowder. As soon as you give up on him, he has this kind of game. All I right. think there are so many players that are like that. But they the the group of players that are like that are called the Crowder group. He is the headliner. Usually it's Kirk Cousins. Like when when the Vikings game hit the first quarter and Cousins really wasn't doing much of anything, I thought, oh my God. Mm-hmm. Here we go again where Kirk Cousins lets us down in a big spot. Believe it or not, David Montgomery is a top 12 running back rest of season. That would be Houston, Minnesota, and Jacksonville. Oh, my gosh. I mean, that schedule screams that he is. Okay. So, believe Look, it. One of the things that, that, is, that is helping him is that the offensive line got a healthy body back, and they're playing a little bit better. If he's not top 12, he still must start at this point. Absolutely. So, yeah. Good stuff. And he actually is he's making some really nice runs. Uh, that, and the touchdown was, run, his first touchdown run was really good. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm very gonna, physical. very, I'm gonna add another one here. Believe it or not, Wayne Gallman is a must start in the fantasy. I think, playoffs. I think he's a winner. I think he's an absolute winner today. He had a terrible first half, but popped a long run in the second half, and he gives. Like, like the one thing that I'm worried about with Gallman is that. My guy, Alfred Morris, rushed for a touchdown, and then he caught a touchdown, and they're letting him work in certain situations. Mm-mm. But No, I'm going to tell you what happened there. Okay, go ahead. Both times he scored his touchdowns mm-hmm. after long runs by Wayne Gallman. Okay. And and, and Gallman, and this is, this is my opinion going forward, I expect him to be the goal line guy because in the previous four games, he was, he was repa- over he was and over and over again the goal line guy. So I think it was just... First, there was that 60-ish yard run, and then Morris came in. And then there was a drive where Gallman had like a 30-yard run and then a 20-yard run, and then Morris came in and he caught the touchdown. So I think it was circumstances there. Right, and that happens from time to time in football. That's just the way the game goes. Arizona next week, Cleveland after that, and then at Baltimore in Week 16. And can you just make it clear that you know how to say his last name properly? Gallman. (laughs) He's a superhero, Dave. He had 130-ish yards only, today. Only on this podcast. People seem to like it. They like Pitt I, I like it. I right, like good. it. All right, let's do some news and notes. It really wasn't that bad of a day from an injury standpoint, unless I'm forgetting something. Frank Gore left on the opening drive, second play of the game. Ty Johnson came in and had a huge game. Uh, A.J. Brown left with an injury. He came back. Xavier Howard and Tyler Boyd were ejected for basically like shaking hands. It was really weak ejection. I mean, it wasn't shaking hands, but it was weak. Come on. Carry on Johnson left with a knee injury. Brandon Cooks. Oh, shocking. Adrian Peterson or Kiki QT on the waiver wire. QT and PPR. And only if you're desperate for a running back in non PPR, would you even. Well, well, no, I, well that's, that's if DeAndre Swift is yeah. out too. Right, right. If you, DeAndre Swift ends up coming back, what are you doing with Adrian Peterson? Nothing. You're dropping him. You're punting him on the waiver wire. Yeah. <laughs> you're giving him the Thomas Morstead. But it is Green Bay next week, and it's a good matchup for everyone that's not on the Eagles. Uh, Brandon Cooks had a head injury, but he came back. 
Mm-hmm. Mike Kosicki had a head injury. I did not see the update there. Do we know anything about Kosicki? Not that I don't know anything. Okay. We'll get an update on Monday. Some defensive injuries late in the in the slate. Darius Slay left. Two defensive backs for the Eagles left, but Slay left with Bonte an injury. Maddox did too. Yep. That's who it was. Uh, Blake Martinez for the Giants, their leading tackler, top five, I believe top five in tackles this year. He has a back injury. He hurt himself in the fourth quarter. So as great as their defense has been, they're already down one starting linebacker. If they're, if they're without Blake Martinez next week, that would be tough against Arizona. Cincinnati's quarterback, Brandon Allen, left with a chest injury, and T. Higgins left in the fourth quarter. Uh, Tyler Lockett got checked for a concussion. He came back. He has 67 or fewer yards now in eight of his last nine games. Eight of his last nine games, less than 70 yards. He's fading right along with Russ, but I would imagine that that's something that the Seahawks would be interested in trying to rectify. I would think so too, but it's been two months more than that. Well, I mean, it's been two months since the 200 yard game. No, that's been in the stretch of basically nine weeks of, Nine weeks, eight games with less than 70 yards. Can you really be upset about nine targets? I mean, that led the team. Six catches led the team. 63 yards led everybody other than DK Metcalf. It's very strange. It's very strange. He's such a great player. You'd think he'd... He's having a great year because of that game, because of the 200 yards and three touchdowns. Man, he had a good start to the season as well. He did. Um, Chicago entered this game with two rushing touchdowns. All year. One of them was Nick Foles. They had three rushing touchdowns today against the Lions. Kirk Cousins has scored 26 or more fantasy points in four of his last five games. Keenan Allen has fifty or f- fewer than 50 yards in three of his last four games. Any concerns about Keenan Allen? I was, I was under... Uh, it's not under the impression. I was hoping that he would avoid Stephon Gilmore and that the Patriots might try, like going with one of their faster corners on Allen. But for the, for at least the start of the game, it was Gilmore on Allen, and it made a difference, and it really hurt Keenan Allen. Are you worried, or you just forget it? Who do Must- they play again next week? Who did the Chargers play again in week 14? Oh, I forgot. Who? It's the Falcons. Oh, the Fal- oh that's right. Yeah. Falcons. So, no. Falcons. Um, and here's a segment called Noteworthy Almost Touchdowns and Dumb Touchdowns. LaVisca oh, Chenault. I know what a, the dumb touchdown is going to be. Chenault? Yes. <laughs> Super dumb. The first one of the day. Yeah, skidded off a defender and into his arms <laughs> in the end zone. Super dumb touchdown. Donovan Peoples-Jones had a big game, but he also dropped a touchdown. Um, Let's see. Uh, Calvin Ridley had two drop touchdowns. Well, one drop touchdown, one where he was out of bounds. They were both mm-hmm. pretty tough catches, but Ridley almost had a, a monster day. There were a couple of times where he had the ball and he got hit and the hit knocked the ball out. Yeah. And I wonder if that'll be part of the blueprint on trying to slow down Calvin Ridley. It's just you chuck him as hard as you can if you can't make it to the football. Michael Pruitt for the Titans. He recovered an A.J. Brown fumble like right near the goal line and he ran it into the end zone. That was dumb. Naeem Hines had a rushing touchdown. Jonathan Taylor had a receiving touchdown. That was dumb. There were three players to me that had a bunch of opportunities to score. You, If you started them, you made the right decision, in my opinion, but it just didn't happen. It was Miles Gaskin and Devontae Parker. They were all over the green zone and the end zone targets and things like that and just couldn't capitalize. And Nelson Aguilar. Nelson Aguilar had 11 targets. They just were a little out of sync today, he and Derek Carr. Um, but he le- they left a lot of yards and points on the board, Carr and, and Aguilar. They almost won the game earlier than when they actually won right. the game. 
Um, fourth and three, Carr hits Renfro in the end zone for yep. a touchdown. They were already close to the end zone on the throw. And a penalty, uh, offsetting penalties, brought the play back. So it was fourth and three again. And uh, Aguilar was targeted, and he just he couldn't bring it in. And he was also targeted deep on the play before Henry Ruggs yeah. got uh, got his catch late. Right. And he was he could have had a he, it wasn't exactly open, but a better throw, and he's got a chance to at least make a play on the ball there, mm-hmm. and be the hero if he could hold on to it. <laughs> yeah, that's an issue. All right, let's do winners and losers here. Dave's winners are Kiki QT and Jonathan Taylor. So you talked about QT. Let's talk about Taylor. He did have the receiving touchdown. And he had a very he also good game. Had 91 yeah. yards on 13 carries. Yeah, great game today. Uh, may have I mean, had this a... is what we were hoping for a lot sooner in the year. And now at least I'm happy that he had 16 touches and 130-something total yards, plus the receiving score. I don't think there's any doubt. I, I had a buddy text me as I was on my way into the studio today for FFT, and he was hemming and hawing about Jonathan Taylor and whether or not he should start. And he ultimately did not start Jonathan Taylor because he was worried about the Colts and their committee and using three running backs. And I just think that Wilkins isn't a big part of what they're going to do. But they had five carries. Today. Yeah, that's the thing. Like he and Hines combined for what, 11 carries. That's not insignificant. Taylor, Taylor, only had Taylor carries. I believe, had a, a majority of the playing time and obviously a majority of the touches. Yeah, It wasn't like, you know, a workhorse type role, obviously, but it was still something that I think fantasy managers can be confident and trusting moving forward. So you think he's like a step ahead of Cam Akers? Like we have a oh little. Oh my God, he's several steps ahead of Cam Akers. I mean, in terms There's of no more questioning, there is of... no more questioning whether or not to start Jonathan Taylor. You're starting Jonathan Taylor. He has the Raiders next week. He's got Houston yeah. after that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. We're starting him. Don't, you don't have to yell at me. Heath's winners are, oh, first half carries. Three for Taylor, three for Hines, two for Wilkins. So he got a lot of carries. Thank God they came to their sentences. Yeah. Corey Davis is a winner for Heath, and T.Y. Hilton is a winner for Heath. Corey Davis is just having a terrific, terrific bounce back year. He had 11 catches, 182 yards, and a touchdown on 12 targets against the Cleveland Browns. Ryan Tannehill was great with 33 points. It's at Jacksonville, then Detroit. Oh my Those are the next two games for Corey Davis. 66% started. So look, let's be let's be real. This is a great game for him. Usually he's closer to the 10 to 13 PPR fantasy points player, not the gosh, I don't know, 18, 27, 33. He had he had a lot of points. Yeah. <laughs> uh it's <laughs> oh, you consider him. Tub full. A must start against the Jaguars. Yes. Okay. And I know we're going to get nervous about, well, how much is Ryan Tannehill going to have to throw? And is Derrick Henry going to take over? I'm not so sure the Tennessee defense is going to be good enough to shut down the Jaguars and hold them to 3, 7, 10, 13, 17 points. I think they're going to have to. I, I think Corey Davis will at least give you the floor of 10, 11 PPR. And yeah. I don't think he's going to give you 33. But you're going to feel pretty comfortable starting him as a number two receiver. I like yeah. that call. And, and Jacksonville has, does a pretty good job competing most weeks. You know, I mean, they're they really have. Yeah, you got to give it to them. Yeah. Keep Doug Marone. All right, from Ty Hilton. Oh. <laughs> uh, Ty Hilton is his other winner here, and I think. Um, okay. Did I screw up with the schedule? Who does Corey Davis have next week? Okay, yeah, no, he has Jacksonville, right. Uh, T.Y. Hilton is at Las Vegas, like Jonathan Taylor, exactly. And then he's got Houston right. again. So, 
great schedule. Seems like Philip Rivers was back on his game because last week for like two and a half quarters, he looked like he was a mess. And trusting T.Y. Hilton, look, he's going to be on the waiver wire in a bunch of leagues if he's if he wasn't picked up already. A lot of people are going to make a call between him and QT. I, I think I'm going to lean a little bit more toward QT because I like his quarterback a little bit better. I'm not sold on T.Y. Hilton being the for sure target hog in Indianapolis from here on out. There could be another game or two where Pittman gets that opportunity. Okay, and Hilton is 49% rostered. Okay, so here we go. People are going to pick him up off the strength of this game and the strength of last week's game. But I, I felt like, and, and I didn't go back and watch last week's game all the way through, but I felt like other than the touchdown that he had, did he, what else... What else did he do that was amazing? Yeah. Because he's obviously had a down year. This game will be fun to go back and look through. And maybe I'll eat these words with, you know, big dollop of mayo on Tuesday. But for now, I'm thinking that QT gets the nod ahead of Hilton. Okay. And let's go to the losers. For Heath, it was Brashad Perryman and uh, Todd Gurley. We'll start with Perryman. Perriman's easy to just start and end with, even though he was second on the Jets and targets with four. He only caught one of them for 22 yards. Darnold didn't have an amazing game. He had an amazing start, but he only threw 23 times. In a way, the Jets kind of deserve to lose this game. It sucks, but they uh, between their defensive mishap at the end and, and the way that Darnold played and turned the ball over and Perriman not getting a ton of targets, four being second most, it's kind of telling. You're going to have a hard time trusting him. I think you'll have a hard time trusting Mims. And what I'm worried about is that people are going to easily trust Jamison Crowder. Right. He's going to let you down. Yeah. Uh, and Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley played 33% of the snaps. Just yep. yeah, not sure he's, he was healthy. He, he was. I don't think he was. And he was, you know, they, they showed him on the stationary bike on the sideline a bunch of times during the game. And I, I wrote in my notes, he ran as fast as a snowplow. <laughs> so he's just, he's a shell of his former self. Uh, to start the second half, Brian Hill was the first running back in. Ito Smith was the second running back in. I feel like they're going to, the problem is that I feel like they're going to use him in short yardage and goal line stuff. So that role that he's had is being a touchdown needy running back. I think he's going to keep that role. And against the Chargers, I, I, I can't rule out him not finding the end zone there, but I think I'm starting to be ready to rule him out as a, 15 plus touch running back. I also want to nominate another loser from this game. We'll get to your losers in a second, but Matt Ryan, it's like I was nervous even with Julio playing because the saints, the saints are just unstoppable right now. I mean, this is nine wins in a row for them. And I think it's five games in a row where nobody scored more than 16 points. So this is a really tough matchup. They sacked him three times and it always looked like he was running out of time. He, he, yes. just, he looked a little like Carson Wentz in this game, just like under siege and trying to make, trying so hard to make something happen because they obviously had no run game, but I don't really trust. I don't really trust Matt Ryan. Uh, I, I just, it, it, the Julio thing is obviously it's a big deal. I mean, if he doesn't have Julio, then forget it. You can't trust Matt Ryan, but even if Julio Jones does play, just something seems off there. Uh, do you think it was just the matchup or, and, and you can trust him down the stretch because it's hard. Basically, when you look at his schedule, he had huge games against Seattle, Dallas, I think Minnesota, 
Mm-hmm. Like, like the easiest of opponents, basically. Sure, and now he's getting the Chargers next week. Right, and that's really easy. It was Dallas, oh, Seattle. I should have quizzed you on that to see if you knew. Minnesota and Denver. Those were the, his four big games. Yeah. But, like, do you trust Matt Ryan? Only if I don't have a better option or someone that I feel confident picking up off the waiver wire. And let's be honest, that there were a bunch of drops and mishaps from his receivers in this game. It wasn't just Calvin Ridley with the two tough drops. They, they weren't easy and obvious drops, but Russell Gage made a bunch of mistakes and he kept going back to Gage, which I thought was interesting. I thought that he'd figure out a way to yank Gage off the field after some early mistakes and, and ended up that Gage had the best fantasy game in non-PPR of any Falcons receiver, as crazy as that was. But I'm I'm worried about the offensive line not doing a good enough job of protecting him. He's also got to get the ball out quicker. His efficiency could definitely stand to see some improvement uh, in, in that regard. Maybe he'll eke into the top 12 against the Chargers. Maybe. All right. Hayden Hurst is one of your losers. So is Dallas. So is Philadelphia, except for Dallas Goddard. But yeah, it's the only guy that I feel good yeah. about starting. Hurst, one catch on for nine yards on four targets. Uh, one was, catch in two games against the Saints. Right, so he doesn't have to face them anymore. And yeah, he's been pretty great. good, you know, 50-ish oh, yards. Come on. Like, he, he'll get you eight or nine PPR points, maybe. He's not going to get you a lot more. I, how many games in a row is this now? Six where he hasn't scored a touchdown? All right, but look at his... Okay, so look at his last six games. And look at his yards when not playing the Saints. <laughs> 60, Azer stat, 68, 54, 62, 48. Someone who's getting you those yards is a must, must roster and then a probably start. But then you, I mean, you can't just forget about the zero and nine cat, nine yards against the Saints in two games, but they are the Saints. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Just done with him? Drop him? 86% rostered. I think if there's a tight end that you like better on the waiver wire, you, you go ahead and you drop him. Ooh. And until then, Ooh. you just hold on to him. Cole Komet? I'm not ready to say that Komet right. is that guy. Who's on the waiver wire? I'm not sure. Yeah, let's just skip it this week. No, no tight ends. <laughs> Mike Gesicki? Gesicki could absolutely is, is be he? that guy, assuming that he's healthy. Gesicki's 78% rostered, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. you're probably not going to find him. But here's the thing. Let's let's do this exercise. If you saw Hayden Hurst on your waiver wire, are you picking him up over Kiki QT? No. Are you picking him up over T.Y. Hilton? Are, Hell no. Are you picking him up over Baker Mayfield? Are you picking him up over Ty Johnson? No, no, but it's just... Okay, so you started there Hayden Hurst. a lot of appeal. The appeal is <laughs> he's, he's a tight end that we drafted in the mid-rounds back in August who got off to a good start and gets a, some decent target share but doesn't necessarily do a whole hell of a lot with it. Dave, your other loser, the Eagles, except for Dallas Goddard. I, I, want I was going to say Wentz. Actually, I was going to say focus, Miles Sanders. Yeah, focus on Miles Sanders. Who lost work to Boston Scott and Jordan Howard. And Jordan Howard is actually looking halfway decent on a couple of the early runs that he had in the game. Oh, man. And I'm just, I'm nervous. They're, they're, I watched, I spent my Saturday catching up on some of the games. And uh, some of the stuff that I saw from Miles Sanders in terms of his Speed, especially when going side to side, it didn't look like him. He he looked physical. Like I thought maybe in this matchup he could get by on a, a solid workload of 15 touches and just breaking tackles and, and being physical between the tackles and maybe catching three or four balls. And he didn't even get that much. So an extremely frustrating, disappointing performance. And you can kind of see that the Eagles are circling the drain here. 
Yeah. Uh, he was started in 89% of leagues. He faced a team that gave up 100 yards or a touchdown to a running back every week, and he had 31 total yards on 10 carries, one target. He fell down. That's the most unbelievable thing is just mm-hmm. there's so many times where he's wide open, and it's either a bad pass or a drop, or today he fell down. What Brian Westbrook we had on Twitch watching this game, Packers-Eagles, and he said that he talked about specifically the things that, that Miles Sanders can work on to become a better pass catcher. Uh, basically with his hands, uh, just just catching the ball a little bit differently with his hands. It was better explained by Brian Westbrook, who once had a 90-catch season. Well, it, yeah, it's hard to trust him. The, the Jordan Howard thing was infuriating, even though he only got four carries. And there were times where Boston Scott looked good. Well, so this is, this is not going to be a, a wonderful finish, I don't think, for Miles Sanders. No. You wonder if he's and healthy. Even if they said, and even if they said, hey, you know what? We're gonna start. We're just gonna start from scratch with this offense and go back to how we began the 2020 season. And we're gonna make sure Miles gets his hands on the ball a lot. Even if they say that, it's behind this really bad offensive line. Okay, Dave. Let's take a quick break here on fantasy football today. When we come back, we'll look at the top five at each position, and then we'll get into the games after this. Robert Half research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles. Chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. New CBS Sunday. You collect rewards, right? This is how I make my living. When something is lost, everyone's looking for something. He finds it. You strong swimmer? So-so. So-so. So-so's okay. Justin Hartley stars. How you survive, you make quick, smart decisions. You never let panic take the wheel. Sounds cool. It is cool, actually. Very cool. Tracker. New Sunday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Top five players at each position. We already did quarterback, but Baker Mayfield or Derek Carr actually number one. Baker, Tannehill, Stafford, Aaron Rodgers, and then after that you got Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins, Taysom Hill, Jared Goff, Cam Newton. Uh, there was a guy in my mentions coming into the week who who told me there is no way I will ever trust Derek Carr on my fantasy team ever again for the rest of his career <laughs> after what happened to him against the Falcons the week before. I get it. Let me check the start percentage on Derek Carr. 42%. That's pretty high, given the circumstances. Let's see what Tannehill was. 55%. And this was really good to see, Dave, because we had, like we had said, he got through the stretch of really tough matchups. Did he have the upside to have a huge game and a better matchup? The early season indications would have said yes, but it had just been so long. Now, do you take this as like, oh, he had a great game, or they were getting their butts kicked, and he had, a, and Derrick Henry had a bad game, which was surprising, and that was why Tannehill went off. But uh, you'll you'll take it any way you can get it sure. with Tannehill, and we've seen him have three touchdown games when he only attempts nineteen passes, and we've seen him have games like this where he has to throw a lot because they're chasing points and they can't afford to stick with the run as much as they want to. So but, next week could be one of those games for him where. He only attempts 22 passes, but he manages to get 250 yards and three touchdowns on it. Okay, uh, running backs. Who's number one? 
Well, why don't you tell us? Oh, it's going to let you guess. It was the start of the week. Yeah. David Montgomery. And then, oh, you know, I got to tell you, you got a little lucky. Lucky is not the right word. Fortunate, I think is different than lucky. With Aaron Jones. What's the difference? Uh, Lucky implies like there was no skill involved. Fortunate was like. Like the ball bouncing off a defender. Yeah. And like hitting you right in the hands. And Fortunate and lucky are probably too similar. You um, you you got a long touchdown run from Aaron Jones. What was it? Almost 80 yards, something like that? Toward the end of the game. Yeah. And before that, he you had... also covered the spread because of that play. Oh, very nice. He So he ends up as, as RB2 this week, but it was not smooth sailing for Aaron Jones before that. Yeah, well, you know, it was three weeks of not so smooth sailing for Aaron Jones yeah. before this game. I know. So. Well, that's my point. I mean... It's nice to see... Yeah, are you still super? Are you supremely confident in Aaron Jones going forward? You're starting him every week. Jonathan Taylor three, yeah, Dalvin Cook carries two. Yeah, Dalvin Cook four, Ty Johnson five, and well, and also Adrian Peterson. Were you were you fortunate with Dalvin Cook, who had a bunch of yards in overtime? Literally, the the Vikings offense after they intercepted Glennon at midfield was handoff to Cook, then handoff to Cook, then handoff to Cook <laughs> until they decided to try a field goal to win the game. Well. Like he he comes into the game beat up, according to his own coaching staff. Yep. And Jerry Madison had an appendectomy, so he wasn't available. Yeah. But what they couldn't give Amir Abdul like six carries, eight carries. They had to give Dalvin Cook thirty-two. But you know what's great is that it's he's catching the ball now. It's three games in a row where he's been very involved in the passing game. And Ty Johnson, Adrian Peterson, Nick Chubb, Chris Carson, Carson, Dave. He did not finish top five, but he wasn't far. Uh, he got almost all the work. And I got duped on Saturday. I read an article, Pete Carroll saying, we're going to, you know, we want to ride the hot hand, basically. We're going to use both of them. BS. I, you know, I can't believe I fell for it. It's obvious that Carson's their guy. So great to see him get the feature work. Did you watch Hyde play? He had two carries. So, so the, obviously the toe is an issue. If they're only going to give him two Maybe, carries. but two carries, yeah. But I wouldn't expect, I don't know. What do you expect? If he's healthy, if they're both healthy. I, if I think it's Carson. This it's Carson doesn't but, surprise but me What's the all. split? I mean, because I think earlier in the year, it was probably about six-ish carries for, for Hyde. Yeah, I might expect something like that. If Pete Carroll sticks with Pete Carroll football. If he decides to go with Russell Wilson football, then it might be like 12 carries, four catches for Carson and like next to nothing for Hyde. Sure. Yeah. Russell Wilson ball would be better for Carson. And what did we say about the Giants? They're good against the run and Carson actually ran well against them. They're good against the run. They can't stop pass catching running backs. He caught a touchdown. Your wide receivers, Devontae Adams is just amazing. I mean, you could, you could call him maybe the number, maybe the number four. (laughs) If we were drafting again today, McCaffrey might go one. Cook, Cook, I mean, Cook would probably Kamara. go really high. Henry Kamara, might go high. Henry, Devontae Adams can't be worse. I, than I don't know if a Camara would be up there. I mean, now well, Breeze, knowing what we know, Breeze might be back next week. So I think if you're trying to make the, if you're trying to say that Devontae Adams would be the number one receiver in fantasy, oh, I think that's obvious no, for sure. And I think that he'd be pretty close to fifth overall. And that might be where he ends up going in 2021 drafts. Yeah. Corey Davis two, Justin Jefferson three, T. Y. Hilton hey, four. Yeah. We're like five weeks away from starting to talk about 2021. <laughs> How about Marvin Jones? He's he's in the Crowder group. He's in the, Big oh, time. of course, I sat him Big this week. Time. 
116 yards on eight catches and uh, and a touchdown. Is he just like? Should we just start him, Marvin Jones, when Gallup? I mean, I prefer him as a flex more than anything else because for every game that he has like this, he's got three where it's four catches for 50 yards. You know who else is like that, Dave? Of course I started. Of course I sat him this week. <laughs> Donovan Peoples Jones. Of course I sat Donovan Peoples Jones this week, and he had 92 yards and a touchdown. Started him you, every other you, week. <laughs> you you sat the Donovan Peoples Jones. Oh, I can't wait so to go back and watch that. I, I can't wait to see how Baker looked throwing the football. Uh, Darren Waller. Not only was he the number one tight end, but he had by far the best game of a tight end this year. And I think Nando said he had like the fourth or fifth best fifth best game in since like the fifties or something in PPR. I mean, this is. 45 fantasy points from a tight end, 13 catches, 200 yards, and two touchdowns. Mind-blowing. Dan Arnold is two. Really lucky game for him. Gasicki, though, nine catches, 88 yards, and a touchdown. He's three. Cole Komet. Gasicki's actually two in PPR, three in non-PPR. Cole Komet, uh, seven targets. And Schrager pointed it out that he was on the field more than Graham last week. So maybe a little momentum here for Cole Komet. And Robert Tunyon is top is fifth. Thoughts, Waller, Arnold, Gasicki, Komet, Tunyon? Not trusting Arnold. If Gasicki's healthy, I think he's deserving of your trust. That's a touchdown in consecutive games. Komet's interesting, but I I, I think he's at best a streamer. And uh, Tunyon just continues to find numbers. Aaron Rodgers likes him. Through, was it an end zone ball again? I think they were close to scoring a second touchdown in the game. I can't remember. Which one, Tunyon? Of it. Tunyon. Yeah, I also do not remember. Even though yeah, I, so he got stopped at like the one yard line. Thank you, Shraggy B. And Shraggy B points out seventy percent, seventy eight percent snap share for Cole Komet. That's a lot. So look, deeper league, definitely someone you want to keep an eye on. And let's get to the games, Dave. We've talked about a lot, so we'll go one or two points, one or two bullet points from Cleveland, Tennessee. We'll start with that. We'll go through the eleven games. All right. Well, you want me to do buy or sell? Or you want to just like. Bring up a name of someone who you're interested in talking about for okay. fantasy purposes. Jarvis now, Landry. You can do it in a buy or sell um, lens if you so choose. Jarvis Landry was third on his team in receiving, but he ends up with a really good game. Eight catches, 62 yards, and a touchdown on 10 targets. Buy or sell, Jarvis Landry is a must start. He's pretty close to it. He would be in that same type of range as what we talked about with Corey Davis early on. It's just a matter of how often we're going to see games like this where Baker Mayfield comes out guns a-blazing. And they they actually, it felt like they used the pass to set up the run against Tennessee. It was impressive. And uh, Anthony Ferkser, five catches, 51 yards on seven targets. Of course, he had 45 I wasn't pass sure. from I wasn't sure if he was going to be the, the, the best tight end there for Tennessee because his playing time really never was high with Janu, obviously, but even Jeff Swaim had a role the week before. And of hey, course, if he had the fewest snaps this week and all of his production came on the final drive of the game. This is Ferkser? Yep. Interesting. That's good to know. So that's good probably going to be somebody that we aren't going to race after on the waiver wire. Yeah, A.J. Brown had uh, two fumbles, one lost, and almost, and almost touchdown. Henry had a fumble lost. Henry couldn't convert a fourth and one. Yeah. Great game by the Browns. All right. Moving on. Detroit 34 and Chicago 30. 
you know, if, if Galladay gets back, then we can talk about Stafford. It's obviously going to be framed in a Stafford with Galladay and without Galladay thing. Uh, but do you have any doubts about TJ Hawkinson when Galladay comes back? Well, I don't know when Galladay is going to come back. So until that happens, I'm not really thinking about it. And even when it does, I still believe that Hawkinson will have a sizable role. Not necessarily as big as it was in this game, for example. But he's he's good. And it's going to be harder for defenses to try and contain him when Galladay's back. It, it would be really interesting what would happen if Kenny G came back and made an impact here for the Lions and their, and their passing offense. Keep in mind, this was their first game with uh, with Daryl Bevel as the interim yeah. head coach, and he's been calling their plays all year, but he didn't have to take any input from Matt Patricia. Not, I, I don't know how much input Matt Patricia was even putting in coming into this game, but something clicked. Something clicked to help the Lions throw for over 400 yards on the Chicago Bears. Pretty good. And from the Bears' side of things, you know, Trubisky ends up with only 14 fantasy points. He was started in 22% of leagues. But... Like I said earlier, they came into the game with two rushing touchdowns, and they had three. So he was slightly unlucky, I guess. Just you know, you know, they they were just finishing drives with touchdowns, with rushing touchdowns, and especially the Patterson one. I mean, that's just annoying. I don't know. Like, did do you think that Trubisky could still be used? Because he wasn't. He threw for two hundred sixty-seven. I don't yards. know if that's the Bears bad. are going to still use him. <sighs> okay, I know. All right. All right. Statistically, twenty-six for thirty-four. That looks good. 267 yards is okay. Um, that fumble at the end of the game yeah, was bad. The difference. Yep. It's terrible. <laughs> I just these quarterbacks. Like that's they the, can't that's avoid the type of play that might accelerate Matt Nagy's firing in Chicago. And instead of it being after the season ends, it could be like 12 hours. Think Anthony Lynn's getting fired tomorrow? Monday? Should. He absolutely should. Colts 26, Houston 20, and Phillip Rivers. Now, Phillip Rivers... Greg Reich's not getting fired. No. Phillip Rivers has scored 21 or more fantasy points in five of his last seven games. How much do you trust him at Las Vegas? Oh, he he would be among the top streaming choices in week 14. And then he gets Houston in week 15. All right, we Mm -hmm. talked about Jonathan Taylor. We talked about T.Y. Hilton. Michael Pittman, keeper drop. Hmm. Keep him if you can. The problem here, Here's the problem is that I, you're not going to know when you're going to feel good about starting right. Pittman. Because like this is one of the easiest matchups he could have had against Houston, and it's T.Y. Hilton going banana. So I, I, <laughs> I don't know when you'll feel just great. one about, banana. Well, uh, th- that was a nod to Pat Patterson, what Uh-oh. I just did. Okay. You, I don't even know if you know who Pat Patterson is. Sure. Those people who do, oh, you do know who Pat Patterson is. Oh, yeah, is. sure. Okay. All right. Well, I'm not going to ask you who he was then because <laughs> you obviously clearly know who he is. I may not know where the Pacific Northwest is, but I know <laughs> who Pat Patterson is. Okay. Well, then you'll miss him as much as the rest of the world will. Pittman is is a good bench receiver. At this time of the fantasy season, having good bench receivers isn't necessarily a must for your fantasy squad. There are no more bye weeks. Oh, You're in win or go home mode. He's not somebody that you have to carry on. Your Pat back. Patterson just passed away. I'm sorry about that. Now I feel yeah. bad. It's okay. He's a wrestler who just passed away. I guess someone you, you really liked? Much more than just a wrestler. He was an innovator in the sports entertainment industry. 
beloved by people in wrestling. No one really cares. Let's just go on. No, to, I'm uh, sorry. I mean, it's, I'm sure I'm sure a lot of people care, Dave. A lot of people care. Okay, what game are we on here? We're at the Colts game, and let's talk about David Johnson. David Johnson with no catches. Duke had uh, six catches, but David had 10 carries, 44 yards, and a touchdown. He finds a way... He finds a way to be fantasy relevant to be to get you those starting. ten points. Well, uh, let me tell you what he was on pace for in his first seven games. Uh, he was on pace for one thousand two hundred and sixty-four total yards and nine touchdowns. So that's almost eighty total yards per game and more than one touchdown per game. That's what he was on pace for. He's kind of hard to he's hard to get excited about. He's also hard to sit. He's going to go ahead of Kareem Hunt in the list of running backs that you would start as a number two option. Minnesota 27 and Jacksonville 24. James Robinson is amazing. He had six catches for 30 yards. How many more years do you think he can keep this up for? Is he the long-term answer at running back for Jacksonville? I had this debate with somebody in a dynasty league about what his long-term value was. I don't know. And I just, I'm not, it's going to take a deep dive during the off season. I'm not sure if he can be a long-term solution for this run game. Yeah. There's kind of this weird great this year. He's been so great. There's kind of this weird phenomenon where I, one theory that I just very much believe in is that day three NFL draft day, three running backs are probably not going to be good. So when they get drafted and all the fantasy analysts start freaking out about them, in all likelihood, you shouldn't because they're not going to be good. But undrafted, what about undrafted guys, they're be- they're better. They have a very interesting track record. It's weird. Um, James Robinson. So oh, I'm looking. For, I'm trying to get a list, but it looks like this is just a list for this year. Uh, Arian Foster, of course. Who are some that I'm forgetting? Priest like, Holmes, I believe, was undrafted. Was he? Philip Lindsay. So. Philip Lindsay. Lindsay was undrafted. He was the one. first running back to have over a thousand yards as an undrafted. That's record. a good one. Um, Fred Jackson was on undra- was undrafted. Arian mm-hmm. Foster, Joe Perry. I don't. Okay. Um, and Priest Holmes. Yeah. But there's this is weird because I, I saw we did a chart like uh, CBS had an article a few years ago and it was just a chart of like it was kind of dispelling this notion that oh it doesn't matter when you draft running backs they're all the same and it's absolutely not true the ones that get drafted earlier are better except undrafted free agents have a tendency to have better years than like fifth round draft picks so um, I don't know if that's just weird or fluky or, or maybe it's like a character issue for some of them and they fall for that yeah. reason just don't 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 make this out to be me saying that you should trade James Robinson immediately in dynasty and that he's not that good. He has been great. I'm just, right. I'm not sure if the Jaguars are going to look, they, they, here's the thing. Jacksonville's got so many problems on offense and defense that the last thing they're going to do is address the running back position this off season. But if he comes back next year and he's figured out a little bit and maybe shares a little bit more than we'd like, I mean, he literally has taken on like 95% of the rushing workload for Jacksonville. It might even be higher than that. You know who else was good as a rookie undrafted free agent? Hmm. Philip Lindsay, who we said, and you should have traded him in your dynasty leagues. Uh, sure, sure, sure. But that's more but of a durability they're also thing. different types of backs. Yeah, that's more of a durability thing. I mean, he's a, he's a pretty damn good player, Philip Lindsay. Okay, let's go to... Um, oh, we didn't really talk about this game. Sorry, Minnesota and Jacksonville. So, yeah, actually, Colin Johnson... Uh, 66 yards on six targets. That was a lot better than DJ Chark. You know, uh, 
Not everybody plays in 12-team leagues. Do you think Colin Johnson is a 14-team leaguer? I'm not ready to commit to that. Maybe as a... Would you put him on your bench? Sure. But again, week 14, why are you carrying bench receivers? If there's a good one, it's totally understandable. You don't want to let a guy like that go on the waiver wire. Kyle Rudolph with a donut. Two targets, no catches. Yeah, that was unfortunate. That was unfortunate and unexpected. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Eifert had a good game, though. Caught all of his targets for 45 yards. Good call. Six of six, so... PB, not good in non-PPR, obviously. I thought he'd score. But PPR, can't be too unhappy. They're better than they nursed. New Orleans 21, Atlanta 20, uh, 16. Well, we don't know if we'll have Kate Taysom Hill next week, but he's at Philadelphia if he does play. He'll be at Philadelphia regardless. But- he, he mostly played very well. He got off to a slow start. His accuracy was off a little bit. But once he got going, man, Taysom Hill threw the ball mostly very well. And Alvin Kamara was started in 98% of leagues, Michael Thomas in 91% of leagues. So the trust was rewarded. Thomas had 105 yards. Kamara had 88 yards and a touchdown, but only two catches for nine yards. So if we go to next week and it's at Philadelphia and they have a good run defense and and it's still Taysom Hill, you're now looking at, Three catches in three games for Alvin Kamara with Taysom Hill. Will he still be a must-start? Well, he'll be a top 12 the guy. Is yes. He'll be he a top be 12 a guy, Dave, but will he be a top five guy again? or will No, he be he'll closer be closer to, to 10 than five. Okay. That's all I got for this game. Russell Gage, four catches. Not 51. interested. Okay. I know, I know, He, but he messed up a lot. Las Vegas 31, I, Jets 28, sorry. I hope he buys Matt Ryan dinner because Ryan kept throwing to him. <laughs> Mistake after mistake after mistake. All right, Vegas beats the Jets 31-28 in dramatic fashion. Oh, man. Oh, Devontae Booker, so bad. Look, he got the work that we were thinking he would get. 16 carries. That's good. So bad. I was hoping for a little bit more in the passing game. I was hoping for a little bit more in the running game. I mean, the carries were great. I was hoping for, sure. hoping for a touchdown. Carr getting the touchdown on the ground. Yeah. Yep. And Booker was in on that play. Richard mm-hmm. got them down to the one or the two, and then Booker came in. I was like, oh, here it comes. Yeah, this was it, right. Didn't happen. Yeah, and so if he scores on that play, then everybody's pretty happy with what they have out of Devontae Booker. Do you think but- there is a uh, Raiders wide receiver that's worth rostering? No. Okay. And I championed Aguilar a month and a half ago. I, you're not going to have any confidence in any of their wide receivers. Tight end's a little different. Little I think bit. everybody knows that. But you, you got lucky if you started Rugs. He came through in DFS if you used him there. Wouldn't be surprised if he kept this role as a downfield sprinting dude because people can't keep up with him. But I, look, Aguilar is still their number one receiver. But trusting him in a fantasy lineup in week 14, everybody's in do or die. I don't see it being something that I'm going to confidently do. Yeah, and we're done with the bye weeks. Miami 19 and Cincinnati 7. Cannot trust Giovanni Bernard anymore. Hopefully Mixon back next week. Hopefully. Hopefully, but even if he's back, yeah. it's just it's not a very good offense. No, no, it's not. They, they can't they can't do anything now. Um, and now do they have a? Are they stuck with Ryan Finley? At quarterback, 
because Brandon Allen got hurt. Not that Allen was laying the world on fire, but at the very least, the two tendencies that he had coming into this year and coming into the starting time with Cincinnati were paying off. How much do you trust Miles Gaskin and how much do you trust Devontae Parker? Gaskin, I'm all the way in on. Fine as a number two running back, absolutely ahead of Ken uh, Kareem Hunt and Kenyon Drake. I, for some reason, I was going to say Kenyon Drake first, but yeah, he's ahead of those guys. You're gonna you're gonna start Gaskin in the fantasy playoffs. Parker's a different story, and and I like that he had eight targets in the game, but he only converted half of them, and they were all like short throws. Three end zone targets. Three. Yeah. Yeah. Not great throws, at least on the fades. No, no, no. And Lynn Bowden was very involved early on. So that was kind of interesting. Like Devontae Parker or Jarvis Landry next week? I think you'll feel better with Landry. Okay, Parker gets the Chiefs. Unless for whatever reason, two is out and it's Ryan Fitzpatrick in. I would like to see the... But I don't think that's happening. Let me see the uh, the playoff picture here. Are the Dolphins in right now? They are. They're the sixth seed. At eight seed. and four? I would think so. Yeah, they're the sixth seed, but the problem is they're, they're about to face Kansas City... New England at Las Vegas and at Buffalo. So the AFC is kind is kind of loaded. At least like fighting it's it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough cuz the Browns are 9 and 3, the Colts are 8 and 4, and then what else you got? You got Las Vegas at 7 and 5, Baltimore at 6 and 5, but probably going to be 7 and 5 soon. So it's going to be tough for the Dolphins. They might have to go 2 and 2 and that, that will not be easy. So they needed to win this game and they did. Uh, the Giants and the Seahawks. All right, is Tyler Lockett still a must-start? Close to it. In that range between 20 and 30th among wide receivers. Do you have anything else to say about this game? Because it's hard to really we take. Really, we hit it hard, didn't we? We did with Gallman and Wilson. and Yeah, we did. We did, yeah. I feel like the Seahawks kind of gave this one away. Shut up, Dave. Played a first-place team on a four-game winning streak now. Russ had a fumble. What, the Giants an forced a fumble. Hmm? They forced a fumble. He didn't just okay, drop well, the ball. Hold on the ball. Uh, Rams 38, Cardinals 28. Rams are good. And Goff, of course, had a big game because you can never predict his big games. 26 points. We talked about Akers. It's funny how we always say, well, you, you got to start Woods and you got to start Cup because you know that they've got potential to have big games. And in PPR, they did have big games today. Yeah. Yeah. But we don't say that about golf. We don't just say, well, blindly start them every week. And why is that? Because what, what did we establish well, a couple weeks ago? Leagues. What did we do? Could we establish a couple weeks ago? They don't run. They don't throw the ball in the red zone. So he'll get them up and down the field and then he hands off. Mm-hmm. So he, yeah, go ahead. he threw the ball in the, in the red zone one time today. He did. To, Higby. Kyler Murray, we discussed. How, okay, Kenyon Drake. Well, Chase Edmonds is fading right now, but Drake had 10 carries, 49 yards, and a touchdown, and two ca- two catches for nine yards. And they only had the ball for like 21 minutes in this game. So keep yeah. that in mind. Maybe there's cause for optimism with Murray that he threw 39 times and he wasn't checking down necessarily a whole bunch. Or maybe you'd say that he did, since he didn't have a lot of long completions. Other he, than threw, he, he threw 39 times in 21 minutes. That's yeah. outrageous. But that's yeah. what happens when you're getting your butt kicked. They had to catch up. Yeah. They're at the Giants next week. I mean, that's that is probably a, what happened. So I would imagine really that Drake game. will have a chance at rebounding in the touch department. 
Green Bay 30, Philadelphia 16. Green Bay 30, Philadelphia 16. This is our second to last game. We get the Patriots after this. Okay, well, Jalen Hurts, is he going to be a waiver wire priority for you? No, he's not. Okay. Unless I'm in a two-quarterback league. And in a lot of two-quarterback leagues I'm in, Jalen Hurts is already rostered. Is Zach Ertz worth holding on to? Let's say he's your second tight end. You want to drop him for another position. Is he is someone you're afraid That's a good to draw? Again, just like wide receivers, what's the point of carrying a second tight end? If you've got a tight end that you're comfortable with is your week-in, week-out guy, that you're never going to use Zach Ertz? Are you really scared to let somebody else That's get That's my Zach question. Ertz Are you scared to let someone else no. get Zach Ertz? No, no. Dallas Goddard is the only Eagle that I really can't wait to put into my lineup each week. Alan now, Lazard. Cutting Miles Sanders. Please keep Miles Sanders on right, your squad right, right. and consider him at running back if you want to, but it's, it's, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard to trust him. Alan Lazard had three catches for 50 yards. He is 75% rostered. How's that ownership or roster percentage sound to you? Uh, say it again. 75%, Alan Lazard. He's, it's all right. Again, another receiver that I don't think you have to carry. Cam Newton and the New England Patriots win 45 nothing against the Chargers. Silly. I would like to know how much, how many points their DST scored, but you know, DST scoring is so different. In every league. Yeah, you know, you get points for a shutout. You get points for yards against. I started the Chargers. Titans DST over the Patriots DST in a league. No, not so good. I was happy because I it's my dynasty league and I'm trying to tank, but still starting good players, but just hoping that they all suck. So got negative 10 from the Titans. And uh, yeah, want, well, I want that draft pick, Dave. I want that ETN draft pick. Yeah, I get it. Um, Damian Harris had a nice game though. Jacob, I don't know if you all heard FFT and five on Saturday, but Jacob Gibbs absolutely crushed it with his, with his, uh, his stats, just great stuff. He talked about Damian Harris. He talked about Kenyon Drake being able to, to do well in short yardage and possibly, probably score a touchdown against the Rams. Schrager, what was his other stat? What was his third one? Jarvis Landry over receiving yards. Yeah. So he crushed it with the prop bets, player props. Uh, but Damian Harris, like, you know, what do you think about? Damian Harris going forward at the Rams at Miami and Buffalo. Not easy matchups. Certainly the Rams matchup isn't going to be easy. Look, the Rams have allowed a touchdown to running back. I think it's five straight games now. I just, I, there's no guarantee that it's going to be him because the, the Patriots have Cam Newton as a short yardage weapon. James White got in there a couple of times last week. It was circumstantial, but still you're, you're hoping for him to get a hundred total yards in a game. If you start him. And as good as he was, he fell a tad short of it. I, I guess you'd yeah. be happy with what you had from him. But he's a he's a number two running back in non-PPR and a very nice flex in full PPR. One of the things that Jacob Gibbs mentioned about Damian Harris was that he's like the second highest rated ball carrier in the NFL on, on pro football focus behind Derrick Henry. So he's really good. But if that he, surprises me that he's the second best. That's what it was, right, Schrager? That sound right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that surprises me. He's had a good year. He's been efficient, but um, yeah, I, I'm not quite sure. I see that he's the second best in terms of grade. Nah, look, you take it for what it's worth, but it obviously means he's he's running well. He's having a good year. It doesn't have to be second he best. Could, he could also be one of uh, a, a solution for the Patriots at as far as lead running back goes, where they don't need to bother drafting there. 
they've got a guy for at least the next year. It's kind of outrageous, actually, when you think of it. How could how could he possibly rate higher than Alvin Kamara? The way or Alvin Nick Kamara Chubb. has run the ball. Nick Chubb. Are you kidding? Nick Chubb is right. bludgeoning people. Right. Uh, ridiculous. Okay. Devontae Booker. <laughs> Devontae Booker. Last question, Dave, real quick. Going right back to Austin Eckler next week. Yes. Okay. All right, folks. Thank you for tuning in to Fantasy Football today. Hope it was helpful. Make sure you listen to Fantasy Football Today in 5. Get that quick update first thing in the morning. For Dave Richard and Ben Schrager, I'm Adam Azer. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you Monday with our next episode. Melvin Gordon did what? New CBS Monday. NCIS is back. We need all hands on deck. So grab your gear. NCIS! And join our elite team. What are the charges? Murder. New cases to be solved. Double tap to the chest. Same caliber as the murder weapon. And new criminals to catch. That's the bomb maker. Where's the bomb? A new NCIS, Monday, 9, 8 central, on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus.